Hello, welcome to episode three of season two of Everyday Being, our podcast looking at how an understanding of what we call being can have such a profound impact on our happiness, on our health and our well-being. We think about well, our thinking, we think about our, our feelings, think about emotions and, and think of them in slightly different ways from perhaps a more common understanding uh, and bring to life how a simple and different understanding can have that impact just by thinking about things that we all come across day in, day out. So hence the title in the in the podcast series. Um Welcome back if you've listened before, if this is something brand new to you. Um, I think this is a wonderful, wonderful episode to to come into. Uh, but equally, I would encourage you to, to go back uh, to season one uh, because there's some fundamentals and some introduction that we've we've done as well. So please feel free to, to go back. Uh, we've said since episode one that we would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear any questions. We'd love to uh, get some comments and some emerging emerging thoughts. Uh, so please, please be brave. Please get in touch because we would love to hear from you. Uh, the two best ways that you can get in touch with us are through email. Our email address is hello at everydaybeing.co.uk. Uh, or you can send us a message on Instagram and that's everyday dot being is our username there as ever I still don't know who's got everyday being uh we've got the, the dot in between so please let get 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 in touch i uh once again uh, i'm delighted that the wonderful steve is here steve how are you very good yeah really looking forward to this uh, welcome to our guest i know you'll introduce suzanne in a moment so yeah and i'm really looking forward to it yeah, so we've got an absolute <laughs> busying energy uh, here uh, today uh, in that it is not just me and Steve. Uh, we are absolutely blessed and so uh, wonderfully excited and fortunate that we have a friend along with us today. Uh, and I'm delighted that Suzanne is here to join us. Hello, Suzanne. Hello, Steve. And hello, Gareth. Really pleased to be here. How are you this evening? I'm very good. I'm excited to see where we'll end up. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, for those of you that have listened all the way through, we have said, please get in touch because we would love to hear different voices and different experiences and to bring a different understanding of what everyday being can mean. Um, and we are so pleased that Suzanne actually took uh, up that invite and has got in touch. You may recall she's asked some listener question in the past uh, and has said that she would absolutely love to come along and have a conversation uh, with us. So, so that is what we are going to do. Uh, in preparation for this, we've given Suzanne some couple of questions to, to, to think to think about um, and we've got absolutely no idea where it's where it's going to go or where it will <laughs> take us but that that is the joy and the beauty of what we uh, do um, so uh, we're going to hear a lot from Suzanne about some of her thoughts and some of the everyday examples that she's come, come across and and what that means for for her um, and we'll see what that that builds and presents and, and the thoughts that go from from that um so uh, as you can hear in our voices uh the uh, the energy levels and the excitement is is really really high um is there anything anyone would like to go through before we start off not particularly let's get let's get 
Yes, okay. so don't yes. no, okay. <laughs> so Suzanne, why don't you kick us off? What you know, start us off with something like when 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 you think about everyday being, what what does that what does that mean to you? Okay. Um I think it's been a an understanding of some real truths that were there all along but were really hard to see. So that sounds a bit, so if I sort of break that down, I think probably just understanding that as a, as a human being, all of the experience that I'm having, including one right now, I'm creating it. I'm creating it through the filters that I put on and I'm creating my own reality. And so does everybody else, which makes absolute sense when you think about it, because that's how we make sense to the world. But I think what it's really helped me understand is that everybody's reality is slightly different to mine. So I think when then when you're having conversations or disagreements um, or you've got a challenge, it's helped me understand perhaps why people are coming from different places and have a bit of empathy and understanding of that, because there isn't just one right answer. Do, do you know what I mean? So I think that we all sort of we layer in all of these things whether it's about an individual and how we approach them because of past experience or past conversations or just about how much we slept or that we had an argument with someone before we left the house or and then then we bring all of that in our own sort of bubble and reality into whatever conversation we're having at work for example and it has an impact but we've created all of that no one's those external factors haven't sort of done things to us but we've taken that and kind of made it part of our reality. So just kind of knowing that is a bit mind blowing, really, isn't it? Yeah, certainly is. It's certainly mind blowing. <laughs> and I think I think probably the the other thing <clears throat> is kind of um, just understanding that um, I'm in not I'm not in control of everything, and that's all right. As in this, there's kind of a, there's a there's a bigger picture, a bigger wisdom at play, a bigger intelligence that is always there. I'm not creating it, it, it but it's always there to tap into. So I don't, I kind of don't need to worry about that. Mm. So that kind of gives me some comfort. I don't have to fight things. I can I can actually see where a rogue might take me instead of perhaps trying to to fight it. Mm-hmm. And what have you noticed then, Suzanne, in terms of how that's then played out? You know, what what's been the impact of that in terms of your you know, your sort of daily experience? I think it's given me like um I guess almost like a compass or a kind of true north to try and get back to when I'm when I sense that I'm perhaps not in a great place. So I think it's given me that sense of confidence that there is a kind of innate well-being in me that I can find my way back to. And that 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 the kind of reality that I'm creating in my thoughts can you know can isn't necessarily true or helpful so when you kind of go up into your thinking and think fill your your head with thoughts um you actually get in the way of yourself 
And then how do you how do you almost talk yourself down and back from that to get back to that kind of inner wisdom, mm. which sometimes seems, seems sort of fleetingly elusive. <laughs> and if you chase it too hard, it just, it's like something in your peripheral vision. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can't get to it by doing things. You have to not do things. Mm. Um, but if you can, but I think part of that is then it's, noticing that isn't it mm. so it's it's noticing where you are and perhaps understanding why and then being able to let go then of the of the those kind of layers that you're building up to kind of get back to kind of back to base really mm. of, of who you are mm. so i think that sort of a, a good tangible example is you know that kind of overthinking in in um you know, in work, so new role, you know, new job, you know, the temptation is that, you you know, to over prepare for things, because clearly you don't know much about the business or the role. So you, 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 in your head, that is a problem. So what I've definitely done in the past is then, you know, over prepare by trying to understand everything and having all of the, um, all of the kind of like notes, information, data, um, you know, all there prepared, written out, ready, so that if I'm asked a question, I won't be caught out because that would be the worst thing because what would people think? So all of this is going on in my head, of course. Um, I come into the room and no one sees that, but in my head, I'm full of, don't forget that, and what about this? And what if they ask me that? I don't know it. I feel uncomfortable. Um, and I think, you know, over thinking about these concepts for probably sort of about 18 months now, I think what I'm finding um, not through sort of conscious practice because it doesn't work like that what I'm finding is I'm much more comfortable in actually just just being present is the best is the best thing so and it, I've, I've just started a, I've, you know I, obviously you get comfortable more comfortable in a role so that plays a part but I've just started a new role um so I, you know, I feel differently going into this role than I did a previous role. And I'm 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 definitely not trying to understand everything and over prepare and expect myself to know everything at this early stage. I'm much more comfortable being curious, asking questions and actually then listening to the answers instead of thinking in my head, oh, I bet they're thinking oh she doesn't know enough about this or you know so so if you fill your head up you don't hear the answers do you? so so leaving the space to listen to the answers and then consider and reflect and then play back which is the role I should be playing in in my job um and to make sense of it so I've definitely noticed less overthinking less over preparing and then that's much more fun and enjoyable <laughs> you know because it's like that's the hard you know stressful you know build it up part whereas going into an interesting conversation about a challenge or an opportunity with interesting people they were all want to you know we want to move in the right direction to solve a problem actually instead of going in with all this baggage in my head and all my thoughts about what they might think and what I don't know Either I'll know it or I won't, and it'll it'll be in here. I don't need to force it out, um, and then I'll contribute. But if I don't know, then I can say I don't know, and I can ask a question that might get me some information. 
So I think that a, a sort of direct tangible example has been, you know, that being in another new role, but feeling that I don't need to over prepare and I'm not overthinking it definitely as much as I mm. have in the past. Mm. Mm. I mean, we do sometimes, right? Because we <laughs> nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you noticed what impact that has on the people you're with? Um, I think what uh, I think in terms of um, have, by asking questions and being curious, I think that then encourages people to share and also build relationships. And I think it's a bit, um, I suppose it's it's a bit of humility. I, d I don't know that about your world or about your function or about your customer so I need to ask so it comes from a place of genuine interest um rather than a you know what do you know about that so it's it's coming from a place of genuine interest and good good intent so people then do tell me things and do talk to me and do give me some context and I do get then a, a kind of richness of conversation which is exactly what I need to do my job to kind of bring things out into the open in a non-judgmental kind of way to go, oh, that's really interesting. Why do we do that? And then, and how long have we been doing that for? And have we ever done it differently? And how could we do it in the future? And so so hopefully it, it, it allows people to share their thoughts quite openly and honestly, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting. Do you notice when, you know, the, when you're in the over-preparing, which we, like you say, we've all, you know we've all done if you contrast the feeling that then has when you go into the meeting compared to what you're describing now where you're not doing mm. that you're in a new role but you're not doing that have you noticed is there a different feeling you have as you sort of or you go into and then as as part of then that conversation or that meeting yes definitely so I think there's almost um almost like a physical feeling so I used to get pain in my left shoulder so if I was kind of like really like tense before meeting I would I would you know I'd be always doing this you know before but sorry I'm doing <laughs> I would always roll my shoulder uh, to kind of ease the kind of tension in my neck and almost then that obviously becomes a warning sign to you doesn't it so but it it's like your head's full up it's full up but you're worried stuff's going to fall out before you can get the chance to say it so then almost the meeting is about getting the things out that you know first <laughs> before before you forget them or don't have an opportunity so so in terms of a flow of a conversation it's about um it's about getting that information out so you don't feel exposed or perhaps people don't judge you whether that's relevant to the conversation or not sort of comes secondary so you you're going in with a level of maybe physical tension and also that feeling of distraction because you're actually distracted by holding all this stuff in your head or you know in notes you know in front of you about you know what was that data point and what do I need to mention and what would make you know what you know if I say if I know enough data and I repeat that then that shows my credibility but that just takes you away from the conversation so probably a bit of physical feeling and then distraction and and ultimately tension yeah. Whereas I think now going into meetings and I sort of practiced some of this, obviously going into a new role. So I did I did sort of consciously practice this in some safe spaces, like a bit more, maybe even less prepared than I maybe would have been like, OK, but which 
I'm not someone who likes to wing it. So it, it has a level of being uncomfortable. Um, but kind of, um, but I definitely consciously took some opportunities to go, okay, I'm not, I wasn't, um, I prepared enough, but I did, but I was kind of conscious to going, okay, well, I could do that and that. What if I didn't? What if I didn't review my notes on this or just double check those numbers? What if I just saw how the conversation went in quite a safe space to almost like give me a bit of a confidence injection before doing that? Um, I was going to have to do that and some of the, you know, in some of the new role. Um, and it's quite freeing. You know, it's so it's kind of it's quite and it's kind of um yeah what and then it then it so there's a bit of a, a lack of fear because but also if you think about it what what's the worst that could happen what <laughs> what, what is the worst that could happen you know because actually in our own sort of thought reality even if someone did fleetingly think oh she doesn't know what she's talking about we all move on to our next thoughts within seconds don't we that you know and and i'm i will be more critical of myself than anyone else will be mm -hmm. um so so it means you can you can go in with it with that curiosity interest and kind of you hear the clues along the way in the conversation that allows you to then step back and go ah so i think what we're saying is this or it feels like we're deciding this is that true and you can check in or you can ask you know further questions to get to a point but it means you're in the conversation not out of the conversation i think mm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. i was um I was speaking to somebody actually this morning who is is in a customer-facing role and has been in, in sort of salesy customer roles for, for a while, but has moved into something sort of slightly different. So there's an awful lot of learning that she's going through at, at the minute and lots of things that she needs to remember and know and detail and how to, you know, what will I do if, if they ask me about this and different different stuff together. And, and, and you know, because of being new and still learning – she's fiercely preparing and and getting everything ready and and it is impacting on the the conversations that she's having with with clients and new clients and interestingly as well she was talking about the that that fear of we've we've now all got so learned so so accustomed to doing stuff by screens and you can have all kinds of cheat sheets around you can't mm. you that that mm. allow you to go okay remember to mention this don't you know back you know whatever you've got going and and she was saying about she had to do this client meeting face to face in in IRL mm -hmm. and was just you know had all that fear going on about how is she going to remember? What is she going to do without these these notes? But you know, because of some of the work that we've been doing together, was you know thinking about how she just did enough of the, enough prep for um, what she what the conversation could do, and then how does she just present and make sure she's present and engaged in the conversation? Um, and she said, "What was fascinating when she met the sort of you know, the, the the client in the end? Actually, the client turned it into a therapy session, talking all about all kinds of stuff." 
and she just connected with it and you know and supported and and listened and you know let the person talk through what they wanted to do and the person's <laughs> it has ended up that the person's you know really engaged and wants to buy you know and and they've got a follow-up meeting and things like that as well and have built that sort of trust um now she could never have prepared for right okay make sure you got <laughs> yeah. your, you know your, your, yeah. your, cap, your therapy skills out because they've got to do that and equally in reverse if she was like you know managing an agenda and not focused on that mm-hmm. saying right okay i need mm-hmm. to talk to you about this and why this is really important and why actually you're not going to read those cues and where that person was mm-hmm. that's what they needed i don't know whether it was appropriate they turned it into a therapy session by the way but that that's what they <laughs> did but but just it is just a great example i thought about the we do not know what's going on for people and what what mm-hmm. is what is showing up and important for them and and by being present and being connected, we can deepen trust and understanding. And, and, and you know, and yes, okay, this is in a work context, so it's therefore with a purpose. It still delivers on you know what what was what was mm. required. So she's not gone off topic and you know sort of ended up not not you know achieving what she wanted to. Actually, she's got further because of that ability to connect and be in the moment. That's really interesting and and definitely definitely resonates with with my experience as well. Yeah, that being distracted, you don't read the room then, do you? You know, so you're not you're not adjusting to what might happen and you're right. You can't prepare for all eventualities. You just you just can't. So you have to kind of trust that the experience that you've got and by by being present in the room and really listening then actually you can build and build on the relationship build on the conversation and just like you know in terms of her example she's gone with it and it's been a really good outcome yeah yeah well I think it's a nice description of that's why I asked you about the feeling because I think Mm. if you if you lead with the feeling you lead with the relationship you lead with the connection Mm. I think you then get to the point where you you then trust that you're your expertise and your knowledge will then flow through you mm. but it, it but it has to sort of flow from the the connection that you have first and I often think as you as you get more senior you know you realize actually that's the most critical thing then it's not sort of what you mm. know it's about your ability to mm. build a connection have rapport and then trust almost that the right thing will sort of you know to your point earlier Suzanne about there's a wisdom there that I can always tap into <clears throat> that includes my knowledge and experience, but also includes what might show up in this moment with this person. So I think the feeling is always a really good barometer because we've all had that where mm. you, we're a bit fearful and we're a bit overprepared mm. and insecure. And of course, that's bound to have an impact on the relationship and, the, and, the, and yeah. have an impact with the people we're with. So I think the yeah, theme I guess, is always a good barometer. Yeah, because inadvertently we're almost sending signals that we are yeah. we're not listening, we're not building trust, because actually yes. we're more concerned with our, with what's going on with ourselves. And and probably, you know, COVID and doing a lot of stuff remotely, you can kind of see it in the way people perhaps the tone in emails or, you know, it's quite transactional. But actually once you can actually get people together physically in front of it, then then at least you've got some chance with body language and also realising that seeing people in 3D, people are people and human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's the making a cup of coffee before the meeting, asking how the family are, that actually starts to build the trust and the relationships. And no matter what the problem, 
then you can use that basis to go forward, which is just really hard to do when you when you you know doing it over screens, especially if you haven't met the person, or if you're doing it on email, even worse, the messages, then the tone is is lost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, people read. It's really interesting how um, often with emails. See your point earlier about we we create our reality through our thinking. <laughs> It's amazing how often I've had people say to me, yeah, let me just show you this email this person sent. <laughs> yeah. They go, look, look at that. And, I, and they send it to me or I read it or whatever. And I'm reading it thinking, uh, okay, I think they're just asking you whatever, you know, whatever the, I think they're just asking you that. No, 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 they're, they're asked. And it's like, well, that's not what they've said. And then, of course, you realise if the person's had a slightly difficult interaction with this individual or a difficult history, yeah. of course, they're, they're they're reading it in a certain tone and of course that often that they don't realize oh my god that's that's their own thinking that's their own experience you know to what you were saying earlier that's them playing out in it it's not there on the black and white it's it's there in all the sort of history that's led up to that I think probably one of the things I struggled with when I was trying to kind of I guess understand what what uh, kind of all everyday being means was okay so I get it and I can see it but they don't all get it so how <laughs> how do we interact when I'm you know I, I, I've I, I can understand perhaps where you come does that how does that how does that and I, and I probably still do to an extent that you know how do I then not become you know people walk all over me because I I can see that it's coming from this place and I can understand, you know, where my thoughts are. So if I've got all of this understanding and they all haven't, what's, you know, they'll just keep doing stuff. And it's, it's you can, <laughs> and I know that's not right, but I still, I, occasionally you do get, you obviously get pulled into, they did that and I feel that. And then you can kind of, well, I can now more like kind of unwind myself from that. But still, there's a bit of me goes, yeah, but they don't know that. Why do they? I, want, I want them to see that. I want them yeah. to kind of, you know, why don't they get it? Um, why am I doing all the work here? Yeah, yeah. Well, how do you, and how do you, how, how do you make sense of that then? You obviously, you know, reflected on that. What, where have you sort of got to in your own musings about that? not sure I have I'm not sure I've resolved it I can definitely but but ultimately you know what what is the um you know if I, if I it's only a benefit to me if I can have some perspective if I can perhaps understand that I'm how I'm interpreting their actions is through my own kind of filters it's only going to be beneficial to me and my well-being and my feelings I think that's probably it would you know why would I damage myself just to prove a point it's kind of it is it is good for me to be this way even if they don't all get it <laughs> <laughs> so so it is so it, I suppose it's inherently selfish um but <clears throat> but and maybe a little bit of it is about um then trying to I don't know where trying to explain to people so it's so a good example today. So uh, sat in the canteen at work uh, talking about this with a couple of colleagues. So one of the colleagues has been listening to the podcast. and went, oh, right, great. That's really interesting. And the other one didn't know anything about it. And she said, what's it about? Um, and me and Tom looked at each other and we went, oh, <laughs> it's quite difficult to explain. Um, 
it's about being and not doing <laughs> and it's about and, and we just we sort of said words basically <laughs> <laughs> we're just like oh we're like here's the link to the podcast <laughs> listen to it because it's because it's it's not about you know um it's not a practice it's not a you know you're not consciously doing things it's not a I think as you said it's not a prescription for do these do these three things job done people you're off so so it's maybe a bit of so I'm you know I can get get back because it's inherently good for me but there's also a bit of a will to share this with other people but I don't think I've got the the words or the tools because it and you know this this was going to be my sort of question in terms of how do we describe it to people? How do we start? Because you could kind of go straight into some quite deep stuff that I probably don't even get yet. But I can see the power of it. But it's almost, like I said, it's almost a sort of in your peripheral vision, isn't it? It's kind of, it's, you, you're increasing your understanding and it happens over time. It's not, oh, well, that's what I, my experience has been anyway, over time. And now I look back, I think, you know, there's been a significant impact on the way I feel. But I couldn't necessarily say, oh, so if you do these things that I do, because obviously that's the impact <laughs> on me in my reality. Yeah. <laughs> so how, so I guess the question to you two, how, how would you start that? Someone says, oh, what's a podcast? What, what's, what's it about? And I know you've, I know you've done this in some of the interviews, but like in a, in me across the canteen table going, oh, it's about being. <laughs> I just didn't have, I didn't have the words. To kind of make that come to life, I said a lot of words, but they weren't well, all. To going. be honest, Suzanne, you're seriously. You ought to listen to your intro on this because your first—I don't know how long it was—three, four minutes or whatever—to Gareth's first question. You just—I thought, wow, that ju you just said. You know, you talked about uh, sort of true north, how it's a sort of compass that there's this something that we have innately that we can connect. You know, all the things you said, I thought, wow, that was just like it was such a lovely overall summary, I guess, of what we've been trying to describe and talk to. So seriously, you ought to re-listen to that. <laughs> That's it. So maybe the conversation <laughs> in the canteen wasn't so bad then. <laughs> Well, I, I also, it... I think just to add to that, I think that it's, it's, it is, the, and you just mentioned it there, the feeling of it. It is the feeling mm. of it. Sid Sydney Banks, who a lot of what we've done is based on that sort of the three principles understanding. You know, Sid, if you listen to his, luckily a lot of his talks were recorded and, and so on, so you can watch them and listen to them. He would, he would always say, search for a feeling, find the feeling. Mm. And <clears throat> people would say to him, I don't know what you're saying, Sid. And he would say to them, well, how do you feel? Well, I feel great. And he goes, that's it. Well, they go, yeah, but I don't get, he said, it's in, it's in the feeling. <laughs> and I yeah. think that we underestimate that actually. It goes to your point about when you're in a new job and you're just turning up and being present, I bet you the, the impact you have will be because of the feeling that that, where you're coming from in the way that you sort of turn up and and people it just will have an impact because I think people we're quite intuitive we're sort of quite connected to that sort of energy mm. um so I often think even in relationships if you're someone I've been speaking to recently where she understands more of this and her partner doesn't 
Mm. But it's sort of, but it only needs one. Mm. It only mm. needs one. Because if she's coming from a different place, and I can see that in the way she's thinking about the relationship and what's going on and so on, you feel you just think that will have an that will that will have an impact on the other person because that feeling is something I think intuitively we you know it's it's all of us in a way so I think that's why you can see in work sometimes if you get someone you know when a team's in a frenzied state and you just get one person who just is clear-minded quite grounded sort of not being affected by all of that it's amazing sometimes to see the opportunity for that individual then to draw people up to them rather than <clears throat> get dragged down by by the other mm. way mm. and um it doesn't mean it'll always happen but i think it puts you in a better position to have that as a as a possibility and if someone with all that chaos is just clear minded and quite grounded and quite present i think it does definitely have a real impact in terms of the 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 way that other people then re- are relating because it's quite a it's quite a different way of thinking isn't it you know in terms of the way we live our lives and we go to work and we you know we think about logic and practicality and problem solving and doing a, a lot of doing and at home we do the bills and we do the the you know the family stuff and we organize things it's someone's birthday and they're all lovely things to do but we're we just caught up in all the doing so when you when you're trying to explain this is about thinking and an understanding and a feeling it does sound quite different mm. doesn't it yeah yeah and for me it's it's almost um you're it's almost more akin to there is doing but without the doer that's what it feels like to me that when i'm when i'm more connected to my being i'm making decisions i'm making choices about things i'm definitely doing things but it sort of feels like I'm not the doer. It's not like there's a, mm. there's, and so even things like, um, so I've got my own business, for example. So you've always got to do your accounts and your invoicing and all that sort of stuff. And there's times when that is like, so like, so tedious and like, I it just like pulling teeth to get to it. And then other times where it just like, it just happens and I'm doing it and I'm thinking, oh, wow, I'm, I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm, you know, doing all the various mm. things I need to do. So I, I think this is actually when we live more from this place, I think we're still very engaged. I think we're more engaged in life in a way because we're not so engaged in our head. We're just much more engaged in our experience. We're much more engaged with other people. So my experience of it is I'm more active. I'm I'm doing more mm-hmm. things, but it doesn't come from that busy yeah sort of busy-minded actually it's the sort of it's slightly different you know it's the it's the being that then creates the doing but there's a more there's a more effortless way of that happening so it's a, that kind of um almost like being well being in flow kind of I think it so is, you're not it? you're not you're kind of you're obviously like you said you are doing things but you're not sort of not consciously 
yeah. like laboriously dragging yourself to do stuff yeah it's just it's flowing because you're and is that would that be kind of because you're in a different kind of state of consciousness and i've heard it described as kind of like stages in a lift you know when you kind of kind of get to that higher level of consciousness where you're not in the detail and you're not in your own mind and you can lift yourself out a bit and then you can kind of glide through some of those things because you're with it you're not sort of fighting it yeah i think that's <clears throat> i think i was listening to anesthesiologist and he was describing he'd done a lot of work around trying to understand the hard question of consciousness he's done a lot of work mm -hmm. with um Sir Roger Penrose and they, they've got a sort of particular way of thinking about consciousness and he said <clears throat> consciousness is actually episodic and so it doesn't it, it it and that's why when um you have an accident you feel like time slows down mm. or certain sports people like um Michael Jordan talked about often when he was really as a basketball player when he was really at his best he said everyone else is playing in slow motion Mm. And um, this, I can't remember his name, but he, he, his was saying because you become certain individuals, they become so present. And he said, like, when you have an accident, you become so present to it. It is like time slows down because you're having more episodes of consciousness per millisecond in a sense. Mm. And he said, so in a very way, it, it does sort of slow down because you just become incredibly sort of conscious and focused in that moment. So I do wonder if that's why when we're in flow, when we're in a meeting where we're just in the flow of the meeting, you know, you can look at your clock, look, look at your watch and think, oh my God, where's yeah, yeah. that? We've done an hour on that. Yeah. That's like, and so I, I, I think there is something to that. If you're, if you're more, if you are more in your being, that more presence, then I think things do then slow down a little bit. And that's why you get more done. Because if you think of it, when you're in your head and you even a meeting, you know, we all don't, where you're in a meeting and you're processing what's happened or what might happen. Of course, there's real effort. There's real effort mm -hmm. in that. And of course, it's distracting you from the real work of the meeting, which is being present. So of course, if you just look at it like that, you think, well, I'm, I am working harder. I'm bound to be working harder because more of my distract my energy is distracted by the future or the past. Yeah. So of course that is going to be more exhausting and take more time. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the, uh, the well-being episode and I went back to that and re-listened to it just, you know, new job, lots going on, really enjoying it, but just kind of, and, uh, and there was, um, there was a, uh, a, a, a story you told of that. I think it was one of your clients who had, who'd not been in a great place and had kind of, try to to help by doing so I'm exercising and I'm eating yeah. this and I'm I'm meditating and I'm doing this and kind of yeah. I guess consciously and I get I get the you know again it's it's the feeling of I need to do something about this therefore I will do the things the five things that I know are good for me I'll just do all of them and that really struck me because I think I, I, you know a couple of weeks ago I was kind of getting getting to that place where I was like okay I'm definitely my feeling is one of a bit bit of overwhelm. So, okay, what what do I need to do about that? And I did I did try doing some things, some of which was work, so that probably wasn't a good idea. Um, and I was like, mm, this is not working. Um, 
actually, I just, I just need to get outside. It's probably all I need to do. And actually, that was really helpful. But, but I, I almost fell into that trap of a list of things of, if I, if I just do get on top of this work, and then if I just get on top of this, and I do that, and and then I should do some exercise, and I should cook myself a nice healthy lunch, and I should do this, and actually scrap all of that, just get outside in the sunshine. The sun's shining. So, it, but it's almost that we fix things as human beings, and we, we like to fix things. So we say, well, this is a problem. This isn't right. So I need to do something. I need to take action. Mm. And I guess in so much of what we do at work that that is what we do we form a plan we execute the plan we deliver the plan so when you're then trying to apply a different way of thinking perhaps to your own well-being you go straight to the go-to which is right well i need to do this and this yeah that's a good i i think almost what you're pointing to is your there's a distinction, really, because our, our well-being is not a state. So when we're when we're stressed or anxious or depressed or whatever, you know, suffering, it's a state. It's a state of mind. But your well, our well-being is not a state of mind because it's the ground of our being. So it's why. You know, you could, I think Sid described mental health as contentment because, but contentment, that that sense of our contentment or awareness or being presence is not a state because mm. it's the ground from which our states emerge. And so, but it's very tempting sometimes because when we find ourselves as anxious, you know, exactly what you're saying, Suzanne. It's like, okay, I need to do something to whatever the, the opposite of anxiety, you know, calm or whatever. And it, 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 which, and sometimes, you know, that's not wrong. I mean, if we're, tr we can also trust our thinking, like you did, you can trust your thinking and say, look, I just need to get outside. I mean, that. Mm. So we've got the power of thought, but, you know, thought's not all bad. Often it's like, look, Steve, you got to get, go for a walk, you know, take the dog out or whatever. It's like, now that's useful but also it's seeing that we're not we're not we're not trying to change one state for another that's i think where some of the yeah things around well-being go can go slightly go slightly awry because then it leads you into sort of trying to manage your states or manage your thinking this is saying no there's a if there's a deeper truth which is our well-being is always there it's the ground of our mm. being then it's more help to see what what do, what do we do that takes us away from it rather than what I need to do to get it? It's a, it's a difference. If it's the ground. Yeah. And it's always there. Yes. And then it's about perhaps taking away those things or stopping doing things rather than doing Absolutely. more things. Because that's what I felt like I was almost a bit like the, the guy in your in your example I was I was almost striving to get back and I think I said to Gareth actually felt like I was swimming through so you know like I just where is it I just need to get back to my <laughs> well-being it's here somewhere and <laughs> um, but I guess what I did have through kind of um thinking about everyday being over the last you know couple of years is that I knew it was there so I never doubted it would be there I knew and I knew I'd moved away from it and perhaps so I, I was so I had the 
I had the insight that I'd moved away from it, but uh, but uh, I never doubted that it was still there somewhere. And I and I kind of knew there was a lot of stuff piled on top of it. But I suppose I was probably approaching it to, I suppose, with the intent of dismantle, you know, dismantle those things. So, um, yes, I'm perhaps feeling a bit overwhelmed by work. So I need to exercise and I need to. But I was inadvertently putting more things on the top of it. Um, <laughs> so when I just stopped all of that then that because you know you go outside in nature don't you and you you notice things and you feel the sun on your face and you hear the birds sing and you just you look up don't you out of your head and you just see there's a whole world going on even just if you you know walk across to the park across the street it's quite it is quite grounding and gives you a sense of perspective and I think for me definitely that's one of the things that helps me get out of my head is to be outside and sort of see you are part of that bigger picture that you you're not in control of but you are part of but it's all here going on around you whereas it feels like everything's quite small in your head but all of this is still going on it still exists and it's still happening and I personally find that very helpful to then get get outside because you, it gets you out of your head and into noticing and being present I guess you know a bit like in meetings but in nature what's actually there and that's you know that's kind of why we're here isn't it uh, uh, somebody somebody was telling me a story Reed, about um running in central central London and um uh the per the per the, the person who's telling the story was saying about how they really like running with music on yeah that's that's what they, they they do and really important to me so but this person was encouraging them not to do this on a particular run they were running early in one of one of the parks in in london and they were saying the reason you don't don't wear a headset uh when running around this park in the morning is you might hear the lions roar and and it, and they were it was sort of northeast London was sort of mm. like Re Regents yeah, Park yeah. where London London Zoo is. And I just thought, isn't that just a wonderful, bizarre <laughs> example of actually yeah. if you take take off the, that that noise, you'll hear the lions roar in central <laughs> London. And I was just like, might make oh, you run God. faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of slightly sort of psychedelic psychedelic trip. <laughs> and um, Suzanne, I was I was thinking a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about is about is work. Um, mm -hmm. and, and clearly because of sort of new job and a lot of change going yeah. on for you at the moment uh, I can absolutely see why it's so you know so at the forefront of your mind I was also interested to sort of get a feel for what kind of impact everyday beings had outside of work so be that you know with friends or family or just do doing other things um and yeah was it the was it the same experiences we having different different experiences just i just thought it'd be really lovely to hear some some of your mm. thoughts about that as well i think i think definitely the um consciously being so you know that's probably you know a, a, a big that kind of um I suppose sort of true north or go to is like just be present, and I think that works everywhere, doesn't it? So it it, it works in your meetings where you're really listening, it, you know. But it's absolutely true of friendships, family, you know. So I've got I've got two teenage boys, so you know that there's the, the the challenges with being a teenager and exams and girlfriends and all this kind of stuff going on, um, and I think 
again, not, not necessarily trying to do or solve problems, but being being present. And some of that is, you know, real simple stuff like, you know, actually being not just being in the room, but not being on your phone or not watching the telly, you know, creating the opportunities to be present, but then really just allowing the time when there's always something to do, isn't there? There's always let's clear up, we're going to get ready for tomorrow and we've got this, we've got that. But if you can carve out the time to to be there and listen and 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 not be rushing on to the next thing and just stop, then they stop too. They stop too. So it's creating the environment. And my my son said to me recently, my youngest son, he says, well, when I have kids, I'm just, I'm going to do what we do. Like no phones at the table. We sit down, we have dinner together um, and we talk to each other and we spend a decent amount of time at the table um, because that's when we talk, isn't it? It is. That's when we, whether it's at the table at home or if we go out for dinner, obviously there's less distractions there. You, you sat together. Um, but that's where we have really good conversations and I said it's really interesting because probably when you were younger you know the treat was maybe teas on our knees that's what so you know every now and then pizza (laughs) on a Friday teas on our knees (laughs) and occasionally we would do that but it was always a treat you know let's have teas on our knees you know um but I said there was definitely a time when you were younger that that would have been like if we'd have done that every single day you'd have been that's the dream teas on our knees that's you know that is let's do that all the time because that is the bet you know we'll sit the telly we'll watch a movie teas on our knees and that would have been a preferred way we'll just have tea like that all the time so it wasn't it you know whereas my husband and I were like well we're gonna you know of course we'll do that sometimes but actually sitting at the table and I think as particularly as they've got older and obviously they've got other stuff going on than in all the time that is the time that is the time where we sit we have our meal and then we push the chairs back a bit maybe get our glass of wine and and we talk a bit more and then generally when we leave the table we then kind of go off and do other things but it would have been easy to go oh okay yeah that's that's what they like doing let's do that but that but it was just interesting to hear my younger sort of play play that back as no that's what I'm going to do because that's when we really talk and he's seen the value of that so um yeah not too much teas on our knees so creating the, <laughs> creating the moment to be present has definitely um, had an impact. And I think just that, that that understanding that this is my reality, that is your reality, and it might not be the same. So, and the kind of, and this is a bit I was talking about, about if, if I get it and no one else gets it, you know, like they're doing all this stuff wrong. So it's letting that go and kind of, I was going to say picky battles. That's the that's the wrong thing. But it's like my my husband's doing the Tesco. So he's like, I want I want to do more. You've got this new job, so he's doing the Tesco shop. Great, that's great. Apart from I think about what we're going to eat, and I really hate food waste. It really winds me up. So so I came in tonight and uh, and Tesco had been, and I was like, oh, and he said, yeah, I got it wrong. I did, I put eight a.m. instead of eight p.m. <laughs> And then, well, if he led with, I've no idea what we're going to eat. I bought all this food, but I don't, <laughs> I don't seem to have enough. And it would have been really easy to just go, oh, for goodness sake, like you said you had that, and blah, blah, blah. And actually, it's probably the fact that it arrived at 8 a.m. and not 8 p.m. just made me laugh so much because 
but you know his reality is he's busy he's we're doing some decorating he's you know he's trying to you know he's getting all that done and he was the one who said we should decorate your um your office because you spend loads of time in there even though i didn't think it was a priority so he's been doing some so he's doing all of this he's wanting to help me out he's he's quickly done something and we're having friends for dinner at the weekend so he's, i think i got distracted with a big long list for that so oh, <laughs> brilliant intentions so i could have been really mean couldn't i and I was like oh but what am i gonna have and i was like that's fine in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter and his reality is busy busy must do that done that oh yeah i've done it and then he's going oh and the the fact that it was just really funny that it turned up at 8 a.m so i think I don't know, but we have to ask him. But I, hopefully it's giving me a bit more. It's not, you know, it's not that important. You know, some of these things are just really not important. You know, kind of good. In we all get stuff wrong, don't we? And mm. actually, the, there's no consequence. We're not going to starve. <laughs> the food's already in the fridge and I don't have to help unpack it tonight. So, you know, actually, that's the benefit, right? <laughs> and, um <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I think we need to word this carefully given I suspect at some point he's going to listen to this however I won't tell him but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah what we it was a work meeting it was like um no but it, it isn't it a lovely example of he is coming from such a lovely place to help and support mm -hmm. um uh that is that is based in doing yeah yeah, that's it. I want to do this to help you and take off your plate. Yeah. You're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But what is right? My right. Wow. You know, and I've definitely been in the, you know, when, you know, probably not in control of some stuff and then trying to control the Tesco shop to the nth degree, which is ridiculous, you know, kind of. So there's no waste, nutritionally balanced meals every day. And we've always got this and, and almost judging myself if I ran out of something or we, you know, I didn't order eggs. How could I not order eggs? We always have, you know, so, so actually I've probably been at the other extreme and beating myself up about not doing it. So I don't need, why would I do it to him? And it's, you know, then if I take it back, which is all could happen, um, then actually being a bit more kind to myself. If I, you know, it's just some food arriving. It's not a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing isn't it, how off, how we sort of unconsciously project expectations. And of course, it, the reality, going back to what you were saying earlier about, well, it's my own thinking. We don't realise it's not what the person did or didn't do. It's our... Mm the projection of our expectations yeah that that's the issue and it's like well that's on us that that projection is is actually on us and sometimes yeah. I think if we realize that it's like oh crikey how often do we mm -hmm. do that without because you just do it without even thinking you know you, you, someone says <clears throat> oh I'll go and get something or, or and you, in your mind you say oh it's that mm. Or in work, you see it a lot where someone says, yeah, I'll do my best to get it to you by whatever. Mm. And you re you know, I really realise all people because that means like, you know, 101 different things to 101 different people as to what doing your best mm. actually means. So it mm. is amazing how often those expectations we have um, get us into trouble. Yeah. And I think you said it's kind of doing things the way yeah you would expect to do it or you might do it so my youngest is doing GCSEs at the minute he's got some mock exams he is not revising in the way that 
I would have advised, <laughs> um, which would have been, you know, a bit like I approached the Tesco shop <laughs> sort of over, you know, judging myself on how many hours have I done and have I done this. Um, he has made really great progress. He's got offers from the colleges he wants to go. He's, you know, and, you know, we have these conversations where I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm catching myself. So I'm supportive and encouraging and checking in because this isn't about, you know, kind of, oh, well, I'm sure it'll be fine. But do you need anything? And how about this? And and what about these resources? Um, because, he you know, he is doing well. He is progressing and he's doing it his way. His way is different to my way. It doesn't mean I don't worry about it, but I'm trying not to just project that or say too many times. <laughs> have you done enough <laughs> you know it's sort of like have you done enough um because he because he's doing it a different way mm. um but that you know so that my expectation of <laughs> revision I used to I probably spent more time drawing out exam timetables and coloring them in because obviously no computer <laughs> back then <laughs> coloring them in and adding up the hours on my so he does it a different way but if that's effective for him, then that's the right way for him, isn't it? Um, yeah, so trying yeah. to find that right balance of support without being critical or judgmental based on what I think he should be doing based on my way. Yeah. Which is in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um in the notes that you made, Suzanne, in preparation for, for, for tonight. What notes? No, 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 no. I'm just letting the wisdom come, Gareth. Um, uh, what other th what other things would you like to 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 share? Because I've got I've we, uh, the, of the questions we gave you in advance, there, there feels like so much stuff that we've covered that may be in there or not in there. So I, you know, I, I was just thinking what, what else is sort of in, in, in your mind that you wanted to talk about? I, I think I have got some notes, obviously <laughs> not, but they're more key words than notes. Um, I think we have covered a lot of it with then And the joy of it has been not by me looking at my notes and, and reading them out. Um, but by kind of, but by having a great conversation. And I think, you know, I'm still learning about this and, you know, thanks to Gareth for introducing me to it. Um, and, and it's been brilliant listening to the podcast. And I think there's still more, there's more learning to do, but not kind of, um, but, but but there isn't, because there, there isn't a kind of learn this, practice this, do that. There's just things to notice and be aware of and be curious about and that kind of point of being present and that my well-being is there even though I might cover it up are probably the two two most powerful things I've found you know both you know in work but but also at home and do, doing what is right for my well-being and I'm, yeah still still learning in the sense that I still try and layer stuff on top and um and you know let it go but we're human beings so we're you know we're just experimenting aren't we and sometimes we get it right or wrong but the but the, the moments of the, the impact that this has had I think particularly for my career is is put me in a place of being confident to go into a new role with more responsibility and I am just enjoying it so much because I haven't got the fear 
and of course there's loads I don't know but I'm not worried about it and I said to someone the other day I, I feel like I'm exactly where I need to be so there's some brilliant people there's some great challenges we've got to face there's great opportunities but I'm not worried about it I'm almost like and, and part of the sort of overwhelm a couple of weeks ago is like, what do we do first? <laughs> what is all of it? And, and almost then like trying to talk myself down from that kind of almost like that adrenaline kind of like, because I don't want to be scattergun and, you know, I want to be measured. But I was almost a bit overexcited not to bring myself sort of find that base well-being, because otherwise you you can then spin off into perhaps overthinking something. So um so I think the the impact of what we're talking about, you you have to feel it, but you don't have to do it. <laughs> I did, you know, back to our early conversation, describing that to someone, they kind of look at you and raise an eyebrow and go, huh? <laughs> but, but the more of the, it, but it's about a great conversation, having the conversation, listening to a conversation, reading, you know, reading and having that conversation that just over time I've found has just continued to sort of contribute to how I feel. So, you know, powerful stuff. Talk about that fear just for a minute. Mm. That, I thought that was really interesting, but maybe as a, mm. the way you look back, what, what was that? I think probably the fear of getting it wrong or not, not sort of not, not being good enough, sort of not, but probably get coming from a good place. If I don't want to let anyone down, so I don't want to go in and do a crap job. Um, but probably what I thought I needed to do a good job was, you know, experiencing all of these things, which probably the list was greater than you could achieve in your lifetime. Um, whereas it, it's about my collective experiences so far, and. And probably, you know, that that approach of being present, understanding, listening, engaging, that is enough. Because if you bring the fear, you're up in your head and you're not doing any of that. Mm-hmm. And the fear was based on not knowing. And I guess I'm more I'm comfortable that I don't know. But I've got a fantastic team who know all kinds of things mm-hmm. um, that I can ask. For. And actually, <laughs> I don't need to know every single thing because they do. But I need to support them to keep moving in the right direction and deliver the strategy but but I'm not they're doing it I'm not doing it I'm guiding and supporting them so I, it's a different kind of role I guess that I'm playing but if you bring fear to it then it'll just stop you engaging in that in that way mm-hmm. but the fear was based on not not knowing enough to do a good job and letting people down I think yeah yeah because you mentioned um, curiosity quite a few times, actually, mm. during the time mm. we've spoken, which I think is just such a useful, I thought it was a really useful way to think about this, that, that if we were more, you know, in a way, there's no end to the the understanding, I think, you can develop, certainly from, you know, I've been around this stuff for a while, but, you know, you mm. just got to be learning all the time. I, I think you're spot on with, if you're really curious about yourself, your own experience, you know situations you find with other people it's such a valuable place to be because it's you're much more open to not knowing because I think sometimes Mm. we get trapped like you've said about the job well I should know this Mm -hmm. and that becomes a real trap and it sort of um you restricts us in a way and if we're more in that knowing presence 
we're more open we're more curious to mm. what can we learn here and what 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 else is there to see here and i think particularly with the way the world is now and who knows what the normal is going to be in the future and maybe we come to terms with there isn't a normal as such it's going to continue to sort of unfold and change and so on it just feels like that that learning agility you know that ability mm-hmm. to to be able to adapt with people and deal with change and so on you think well you've got to be curious to be mm. able to do that mm. so I thought it was really interesting that you've I think you've used it at least three times probably yeah. more yeah yeah so if there was one thing that you would like to share with a listener more listeners what what would it be Suzanne um, I think we've I think we've touched on it. It is about that being present and just and trusting that 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 knowledge, wisdom, insight is there. You and you, it it's kind of you know jumping into the river and kind of going with the flow and and perhaps you know practice that in some safe environments. Nice, you know, because that's that gives you some confidence that the world doesn't come crashing down. It 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 is all right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a lovely, lovely yeah. summary. Thank you. Thank That's you for nice sharing that. Thinking about it. Steve, anything that yeah, has come to mind as we've been with well, just, Suzanne? Just one thing on that actually was what was just coming to mind was my my brother-in-law was a was a um assistant operations director for the ambulance service. Mm. And so we've talked you know, at times about this understanding and so on and the relevance in his world with paramedics and so on. He's retired now. He's just sort of retired for a, for a year now. Um, but what was really interesting, because often people say, you know, like with the work we do, well, it's not life and death. And, you know, and, and, and of course, with him, it's like, I mean, it is life and death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what was really interesting, he said, he said, if I go if he said if I go to a major incident he'd often be pulled into the really big accidents like the ones on the motorway you know with Mm. loads of people and so on he said he's really learned and he's really had to train his or had to train his managers to say look don't drive into it don't drive into the incident you have to park 200 meters away and park up and walk and don't run walk into the incident and he said it's so tempting because you literally know there's life Mm. and death things happening he said but that's the worst thing because you just get completely overwhelmed with it and you you know you then are not your you can't then make decisions you can't be in that leadership role that you've got to be in if you're that senior person and um and I thought, God, that's so interesting that he really, you know, that's just from his own experience and his own wisdom to realise, no, that that time mm. then means that I arrive and then I'm in a better place to make the, you know, the clinical decisions going to need to make mm. around, you know, where the priorities are and, and sort of so on and so forth. So I just thought, well, it just reminded me mm. what love what you've said in a way, Susanna, that that ability to be present and so on. You know, in his world, he really could see that, you know, if he looked at different paramedics he could really see that ability to be present wasn't an ability to do their job well wasn't so much their clinical experience it was their ability to be really present in what they were doing Mm -hmm. 
and then be able to make the right decisions in that moment. And the same for him from a sort of leadership perspective. Yeah. I just thought that's really useful to say that mm. in his life. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> as well, yeah. How about you, Gareth? Was there anything that was on your mind from anything we've talked about? Um, on, on, honestly, no. Um, I was thinking that perhaps now is is time to start to move to wrap up the, the wrap up the show. So, in all honesty, I was thinking thinking about that <laughs> rather than content. So, I, I, you were I, thinking I mean, of your drink, your your Thursday night drink, weren't you? No, I no randomly. <laughs> in all honesty, I was thinking about the fact that you had an eaten, well, and, and I was thinking, and I was, I was thinking, thinking about, great, we have a drink after this. I'm in. <laughs> I was thinking about whether Steve was going to have his tea on his knees. That's what <laughs> I was sort of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. This is I was saying. I was thinking, yep, that's going to be me. <laughs> me and hopefully, you know, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, look, I hope, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, listening to our conversation tonight and hopefully there's been something that has resonated uh, for you. Um, it, as I said at the start, and it, and it bears repeating, um, we love to hear from other people and we'd love to have other people come and join uh, and have conversations like Susanna's wonderfully prompted uh, uh, today. So uh, please genuinely get in touch through uh, the email address and through us on Instagram. Uh, Please give us reviews on uh, Spotify, iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because those things do make a difference. Um, And equally, if you think that, that there is someone in your life that would um, get some value or would enjoy uh, listening to, to to the podcast please please share you know we are we're seeing lots of examples from from people talking about how they they are sharing and passing that, that on to to other other people so we are super delighted uh, with uh, with that um uh, in in answer, in answer to that that yeah, Suzanne's brilliant question uh, for, for me uh that the podcast is about happiness. Mm. That's that's what 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 this is about. It's about happiness, health, well well being, and mental well being. How do we do that? We talk about how a simple understanding of what we call being can come to life in different ways through just simple everyday examples, like your Tesco order coming at eight am, <laughs> not eight pm, with nine nineteen tins of. It's probably caviar and French cheese or something. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'll go and have a look. Um I'll I'll leave the last words to Suzanne. But Steve, anything anything from you that you'd like to say before we finish tonight? No, no, I'll just to say thanks, Suzanne. I really appreciate you. Um come in it's been nice to do something slightly different but also just obviously engage around this topic so no thank and thanks for being so open about your own experience with it really enjoyed it well thanks for having me i have thoroughly enjoyed it um i definitely would encourage any of the community members to also get involved it's fun it's good yeah <laughs> Good. And you get to see a bit behind the scenes, which is good. Like, yeah, do, not look, do not look behind the curtain. Do not look at the man, said the Wizard of Oz. So on that note, it is off down the yellow brick road we go. Uh, we look after yourself. Uh, uh, be well. And we'll see you next time. Take care.
Bye.